All right, this is the Coast to Coast Combat Hour. Ed Carbajal here with Matthew Hawkins. As always, this week we are joined by uh, Bobby Nash, who competes over at XFC. This week's episode is brought to you by AllAccessMMA.com. Make sure you check out AllAccessMMA.com for your latest MMA news. Bobby, what's up, man? I know you got a lot of updates to give us uh, regarding uh, the, the next few events, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, good being on the show and seeing you guys, but yeah, you got a lot to talk about for sure. So why don't we kind of start there? Um, I imagine there's a little frustration. You were scheduled initially for sometime in mid-February uh, for the quarterfinals of the XFC <clears throat> tournament, um, and now we've been seems delayed even past March, perhaps. Um, do you have any updates on that? So, uh, yeah, so February 15th, we were actually supposed to fight. That's when the date was. Um, they ended up pushing it back to the March 27th. I was like, okay, that's fine. Um, but now there's an issue. So they're having the young guns, but if you notice, it's all Americans on that card. The issue right now with March 27th is ha- getting the Canadians into America. There's two Canadians on the 155-pound um um, division, and uh, I'm fighting a Canadian in the 170-pound division tournament. So that's three Canadians that cannot get over the border right now, and it kind of puts a stop on the tournament. Um, I, from what I'm hearing, is they're working on that, uh, working to get like maybe work visas. I don't, you know, I don't really know the the whole logistics behind it, but uh, they're working for that. I've been told April, but I don't know. So right now. They're having a hard time getting Canadians in, and no fight March 27th other than the Young Guns. Um, but the tournaments are 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 not are not going. And uh, I'm hoping I fight in April, man. I'm I'm really eager. I'm hoping. So that's kind of the news right now. That's what I'm hearing. So yeah, I mean that's uh, that's got to be uh, frustrating. I, I know uh, the last time I talked to you when I inter- interviewed you for uh, MMA News, the um. You know, you were you were excited to to get going. Uh, talk to me about your opponent and everything like that. And now you have this delay. So I know, I mean, not for nothing, you seem to be handling everything all right. I I I know you took a trip to 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 LA and got away from the yeah. nasty weather here in the Northeast uh, that we're all dealing. Well, it's kind of all across the country at one point when you at least when you went. So that was the right move to yeah. make. So I mean, what's uh, how's it affected your training? I mean, are you taking it easy a little bit and? Not training so hard, or what's what's the deal? Well, I found out about uh, them not having the the fight March twenty seventh about a week ago, and I've been going like hard, like real hard, training my ass off, conditioning, like getting in really good shape, eating right. And then I found out, and I was like, you know what? I'm kind of just gonna go with it and just keep training. You know, uh, I feel really strong. I'm gonna keep training. Um, but when I went on vacation, then I, I found out before I went on vacation, I went on vacation to LA. I trained while I was out there, but I also made sure to relax and, you know, I'm relaxing a little bit this week, but next week I'm back at it. Like, I just want to just keep training, you know, uh, not it's, it's weird though. Cause it's like, I just don't know when I'm going to fight. So it's like, I want to keep training, but I, but I like having a fight and to be in a training camp. So it's. It's tough, you know. I'm just going to keep training and staying in shape, though, because I think that's the most important thing right now. 
because it's anything could happen at any moment. It sounds like. So I'm in Temecula. I'm out in the LA uh, LA side of the map here. Uh, how how was your trip in LA? Have you been out here before? This is my first time ever coming out. I was in um, Brentwood. My brother Kevin lives out there. He goes to UCLA for uh, uh, anesthesia. And I went and visited him. And, uh, man, I just loved it, dude. The weather was beautiful. I mean, when I left, it was like 10 degrees here in Michigan. So I went there. I think we got like a 65, 70-degree day. Um, and LA's awesome, dude. It, it's super cool. I ended up training at Meraki uh, Jiu-Jitsu School. That was really cool. Uh I ran this mountain, but I can't remember what it was called, but it was a seven mile run. And, uh, yeah, I just had a really good time, man. LA's the bomb. Well, you beat me out there. I mean, I, I keep, I keep talking to Matt about getting out there, but, uh, you just, uh, added some more motivation for me to get my ass out there. Um, one of the, speaking of motivation, one of the things I wanted to ask you, um, was I saw you had posted that uh, video from your gym where, where, where they had other fighters like Darren Cruikshank and, and, Kenny Cross, who's also at XFC, they were talking about you. And one of the things, um, one of the things uh, Cruikshank said about you was uh, he uh, talking about uh, your 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 hands. And he say one. Of the, I wrote. I have a quote written down where he says, "Now he's got hands, like as yeah." So can you just elaborate on on well, why he said that about you? And 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 uh, I mean, because it looks like Kenny Cross is uh, on, on the same page where he said he kind of. I have his quote where he says, you're never safe when you go against Bobby Nash. So can you just talk yeah. about, uh, well, I mean, these guys are blowing you up. I mean, how did that feel to see that? Well, coming from my coach, that was awesome. And, you know, coming from Kenny, who is a great training partner, uh, that was, I mean, all the things they said to me, it, it made me really happy. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you guys got to, you know, I wrestled in college and, you know, my for all my amateur fights were like strictly wrestling. If you look in early in my uh, professional career, I was taking people down, beating them, and then I kind of just fell in love with the striking. And uh, I've been putting a ton of work on my striking. I mean, it's like it's it's what I have the most fun doing. You know, uh, like uh, and um, because I've put so much emphasis on my striking. You've seen you've seen a lot of improvement. I'm knocking people out because I know I'm explosive. I know I'm powerful. I know I'm strong. You know, I I got that from wrestling since I was five years old. I I had that athleticism, and now I'm just incorporating into my striking, and I'm having a lot of fun with it. So uh, I'm gonna keep knocking people out. You know, and, and, unless I have to take it out. <laughs> I was, you know, I hadn't had a chance to talk to you like Ed in the past, but um, I was just kind of curious, seeing that you were such a high-level elite wrestler at Michigan State, um, was MMA always on your map, even when you were wrestling, or was it something that came after? I'm always curious how the transition happens for somebody who's, you know, reached the pinnacle of one level of, of a sport, and then just deciding that, this is the next step. I mean, there is no necessarily professional wrestling, right. but um, obviously fighting is really the closest we got unless you're a, you know, unless you do pro wrestling or, or WWE. Right. Right. No, that's a great question actually, because um, what, you know, we had to remember we had guys like Rashad Evans and Gray Maynard come out of Michigan State and then go out and have these great careers in the UFC. So I grew up kind of, I, when I was at Michigan State, I remember going to the, 
to the um like Buffalo Wild Wings and watching Rashad Evans fight when I was in wrestling in college. So uh, I guess yeah, I thought it was really cool, you know. So I kind of got into the got got into MMA as I was wrestling. I took fourteen amateur fights. Uh, well, I was not wrestling. So I'd have a college wrestling season. And after that, I do MMA. And then um, I did, I dabbled with um, uh, wrestling after college a little bit. I went to the U.S. Open and uh, I had this like, like urge to continue to pe- compete. That's when I went pro. And, you know, I literally just went pro because I, I wrestled since I was five years old, graduated college. And I was like, okay, like what's next? I still want to compete. So MMA was there, you know? So that's how I went pro and ended up doing pretty well. So kind of was just like the urge to compete is what, uh, it's kind of what brought me back to it. Yeah. I mean, you you, you talked about that the last time I talked to you, but one of the things, I mean, I'm I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself, but when you talk about wrestling and how, how how you kind of evolved into, uh, or, or, or transitioned over to, to fighting, um, and the comments that I just read you about you from your teammates about your the power and your hands and stuff like that. Do you think? I mean, it, it seems like there's a, a natural explosiveness that that comes from the wrestlers that I've trained with, and and uh, one that I, in particular that I grew up with. I just talked to him recently. Actually, it's almost like there's power that that you have that you don't know is there until somebody mm-hmm. kind of puts you on the right path. So uh, is that kind of what what happened with Crookshank? Because the power is probably always there from all the explosive tra- training you do. Right. So is, exactly. I mean, is that is that fair fair assessment? Well, I mean, the power is there, but like really, you can't rely on the power. Like I can hit anyone, I can knock them out. I know that. But I, I you know, what Crookshank has done, what Kara Rowe, my boxing coach, has done, has really got my fundamentals crisp you know my defensive responsibility is there now um you know i'm throwing combinations with skill and with thought behind it you know uh and it, it which is so much better because i know when i fight someone i'm always i have my hands up i'm like it's just one shot changes the fight one shot changes the fight. so i'm not really going in there trying to kill them because i feel like that's too reckless i just don't I just go in there really like kind of calm and just be like, I just got to hit him once. I just got to hit him once. Cause I know if I hit him one time, I can change the uh, direction of the fight, you know? So uh, I kind of, I think in this next fight, you know, with uh, that's what I kind of think in this next fight, I need to be really patient because if I'm throwing heavy, heavy punches going in wild, I'm going to get taken down. And that is kind of what going to Michigan top team, being with Dan Crookshank, they have taught me to be like a little more patient and believe in my striking and have skill behind it. Yeah. I, I got one, one follow-up because I know you're, you're facing Ryan Dixon. Uh, you're supposed to be facing Ryan Dixon in the next bracket of the tournament. Um, for folks that didn't see Nash's uh, quick knockout from the last event, um, I, I highly recommend people check that out because I mean, what you just talked about, I kind of just saw your fight replay in my mind. And um, I mean, I didn't even think about all of that going on in such a short amount of time. Like, like the, uh, the, the mental chest that you have to do to land a shot like that. Again, and, and right. I, I don't know what you expect again against the uh, Dixon, but I mean, the, the time in between, I understand, like I'm almost feeling your frustration now. Cause it's like, man, you, you had this win. It looks like you got this game plan ready to move forward. And now you're kind of on pause. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, is there, is there anything you're forgetting? Like, like you're afraid you might forget? Well, you kind of, it's, 
there's nothing I'm afraid to forget, but what you're saying is like, I take it very serious. Like I take these fight camps very serious, you know? And when I'm in four, four weeks into a fight camp and all of a sudden they say, okay, there's not a fight. That's tough on my body. And I, I don't want to be like February 15th and March 27th and April. Cause it's just, it's really tough to just mentally be there all the time. You know, like I said, I take this very seriously. So it's, uh, you know, it's, you know, usually I would take a fight and I relax. And now that I don't have a fight, I don't want – I want to relax, but I can't. So it's just tough. You talk about, you know, being able to focus on a fight. And obviously weight cutting is a huge part of that. I did see through your Twitter feed that it looked like you were trying to change your diet up a little bit. Is that something yeah. to help with future weight cuts that you're thinking about, you know, that, uh, you know, that's actually going through your mind? Or is it just something – uh, to try and just to try to be healthier, um, you know, at the time being. That's yeah. So I actually, um, it has nothing to do with having to make weight or anything. I never had too much of an issue uh, making weight. Um, it's really just trying to live a healthier lifestyle. Uh, I, I watched this documentary on Netflix called Game Changers, and it was uh, about high level athletes and what they eat and. It, it pretty much showed that uh, that uh, you really need to be more plant based and all this other stuff. So I'm not going completely vegetarian. Um, I want to, but what I want to do is I want to uh, eat more fruits, eat more vegetables, you know, which I think is going to increase my conditioning. And um, you know, I think it's we've been we've been told we should eat meal with meat with every meal. We have. I think it's very important to have fruits and vegetables, more vegetables, more vegetables. So um, I just really like this this show I watch. It's called Game Changers. They show blood uh, blood samples. Uh, when this person who ate meat, their blood was very cloudy and thick, and the one that had vegetables the night before was very thin and and uh, and uh, and 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 clean looking. And the bl- your blood flows better when you have cleaner, you know, when you don't have that fat in there. Mm-hmm. which is going to give you better conditioning. So, I don't know. I just really liked it. There was these professional athletes that were uh, doing it, and, and one was actually a, a UFC fighter. So, it's called Game Changers, and it kind of just totally changed my mind on the way I should eat. I tell you what, you hearing you talk about it. <laughs> no, that's, that's fine. That's great. I mean, you just – not for nothing. The last time I talked to you, I told Matt about it. The last time I talked to you – you got me so worked up that I wound up going to work out and do push-ups and shit because I was like, <laughs> this guy's so motivational. And now, now hey. you're talking to me about game changers. <laughs> hey, watch it, man. Dude, it's, yeah. it, I didn't think it was going to have that effect on me, dude. It like, totally changed my perspective on the way I should be eating. Well, I, I, uh, I just was telling Matt before you came on, I was at the doctor Friday. I had blood work done, and they told me my cholesterol is high, so I definitely have to make some changes. So. You just gave me a, a new uh, path to to figure out how to fix my own blood and make it yeah. less uh, fatty and and, and you know and right, yeah, <laughs> disgusting. Right. So, um, you know, I feel like we're in like the trinity of uh, maybe whacked out governors here between <laughs> California, New Jersey, and Michigan, right. um, <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say politically. But um, through this, through this. How have you been able to uh, – how, how has training been in Michigan? It sounds like you've been able to kind of keep at it. Is that, uh, you know, kind of speakeasy gym stuff? Or uh, was there a time when you had to do stuff out of your garage and, and kind of figure out a new plan? Well, now it is a little easier. The gyms are open. 
um, you know, and all that. However, when this, you know, pandemic first started and everything was shutting down, I mean, we didn't train. I didn't go to a gym at all. So what I did is uh, in my backyard, I hung up a punching bag at my brother Chris's house, which is just on the road. He has uh, some Olympic uh, bars. He has a squat rack. So what I was doing, I would be hitting the bag. I'd go run to his house, which was a mile away. I'd hit some squats, do that. So I was still working out. You know, I just had to find, you know, you just had to adapt and figure it out. And I did that for about, I don't know, like a month or so. And then Darren uh, hit me up. He's like, hey, man, speakeasy. Like, hey, it's like a speakeasy gym type thing. And then uh, we did that for a little while. And then everything opened up. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was a challenge. And I think it was a challenge for a lot of people. But it's how you adapt, man. You got you to gotta, you gotta adapt and overcome, you know. And I feel like I adapted pretty well. So, yeah, I mean, you, you, <laughs> when you look at when everything started and getting into a fight and getting the win you got, you definitely adapted well. Um, so with that, I mean, when you see, I, I, I saw you commented on, on, uh, the seasonal format of the pro fight league too. Uh, so I'm just wondering is like with, with having to be on pause, um, how hard is it for you to, to, I mean, do you ignore other events going on? Does it bother you when you see all the, like, like UFC 259 is this weekend. I mean, are, do you watch that? Do you avoid it because it, it makes you worked up or like, what's your take on it? Well, I'm still an MMA fan, so I'm going to watch it. But, yeah, I know I tweeted at PFL. Uh, and the reason why, because they have a guy named Ray Cooper uh, who's who's their champion. And he's he's a millionaire, man. He won the million-dollar tournament. And the guy's good, dude. He's a good fighter. But I'm like, damn, I know I could whip his ass. Like, why am I not in that tournament? You know, like, that's how I feel. I know I can. You know, I know I can go in there and, like, if I can make a million dollars doing this, it'd be awesome. But uh, he got a good opportunity and, and all that. So, but uh, yeah, when I sat, I'm like, oh, I want to fight. I want to fight him for a million dollars, you know? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I am I am a little eager to fight too, you know? But I'm happy with XFC, you know, so far. You know, they've been great to me. I just, I just want to date though, because we're kind of waiting a little too long. And, you know, I'm in my physical prime right now, I believe. So, I mean, I want to fight these next two, three years. I want to be fighting because I think I'm going to be the best I've ever been in these next two, three years. So I think it's important to be pretty active. Now, obviously, we hope that your your Canadian opponent is able to make it uh, make this all work. Is there alternates for the tournaments? Um, were, were there fights that were that created alternates in case there was a situation where somebody couldn't make it, whether it was for visa or injury? Well, yes, there are alternates. Uh, our one alternate has actually already been used. We had a guy, um, I can't remember what fight it was, but uh, the day of, the day of he actually fought. He was an alternate. Um, he ended up losing. Um, but uh, So they do have alternates, but um, I don't know if they have another one or not. I mean, I would kind of bad for uh, Ryan Dixon because, you know, he, he believes he's going to win this tournament. You know, he's a really tough competitor, and if he, you know, as much like I want to win the tournament, but I mean, I want him to have an opportunity too. I don't think he's going to beat me, but I think in his mind, he believes he's going to. So I feel that I feel for him, you know, that he did that he's kind of not given that opportunity. But at the same time, I mean, do we want to keep the tournament going? Uh, do we say, hey, never mind, screw the tournament, we're going to do something else? Like, what do we do? I think the tournament's awesome, and I want to keep it going. But uh, you know, I'm hoping that XFC and uh, all that they can figure out how they can get the Canadians over here and make yeah. it work. 
Yeah, it seems like it's obviously something out of control. I mean, it's it's you know with, with Canada and the restrictions and 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 whatever quarantining things they're they're being made to do. So, I mean, I, I think it's something that can be worked out. I mean, obviously they've already started, so I, I I'm confident that they'll be able to move forward with you. I, I know I spoke to a, a Canadian fighter yesterday that's uh, at making his way over here next week. So. Hopefully that's that somehow means good news for you. You know what I mean? Um, right. So I really hope. Yeah. Um, so I mean, in, in keeping with being an MMA fan, um, uh, we do. I mentioned UFC two fifty nine. Um, would you mind uh, giving us your picks for those three title fights? Because I mean, in all honesty, yeah. you know, <laughs> in all honesty, I, I can't. I can't pick it. And talking to somebody that fought the UFC and that is a fighter. Um, I feel like you're probably the best man to uh, to make a call for those three fights. So I'll make them, and, and, and uh, I usually pick them wrong, though. But I'll, I'll, I'll do it. So the first first title fight of the ed- evening is Peter Yan versus Aljamain Sterling. Um, Yan comes in 15 and one, the defending champion, uh, facing Sterling 19 and three on a huge run. Uh, I. I'll give. I kind of think I know where you might be leaning here. Uh, Ed knows I tend to go with the Russians uh, for no reason other than I love Russian fighters. Um, I, I uh, I'm going to go with Peter Yan, not because he's Russian or for any other specific reason. I just think that uh, I think that he's already been under the bright lights of a title fight, and I tend to go with. Uh, I tend to lean towards those guys. Now, while the crowd's not there, might play a factor. Um, and I think Sterling definitely has the tools to do it, but I'm going to take Jan by like a fourth round TKO finish. Um, go ahead, Bobby. I have a feeling you're leaning the other way. Uh, not, 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 not necessarily. Oh, okay. So, so uh, <laughs> I, um, um, Sterling is on a hot streak and, you know, his jujitsu is top notch and he seems extremely hungry for this fight. And I would like, I like the guy. I'd like to see him. I would like to see him do well, but I think Peter on, his boxing is so top, top tier, and uh, uh, he's just he's he's really really good. I I don't see him. I don't think Alderman's going to be able to to uh, you know take him down or outstrike him. So um, I'm going to go with um, I'm going to go with Peter Yan too. Is actually I'm going to have to go yep. with Peter Yan on that. And are you making picks? Or are you holding them for? Uh... For later in the week for your article. No, I mean, I already, I, I mean, you know, I'm going to go with Sterling just because of, of my association with the <laughs> Matt Sarah stuff and New York and New Jersey and all that. But um, um, the the women's, for me, the women's title fight is the one that's the hardest one to, to call just because I, I like Megan Anderson. I feel like she's got a reach advantage. But I don't know, Bobby, what do you think? Megan Anderson and who's she fighting now? Amanda so is Amanda Nunes, twenty oh. and four, the right. the female goat uh, versus ten and four Megan Anderson, uh, former Invicta, uh, one forty five champion. Nunes ain't losing, man. She's a beast. She's like the baddest chick I've ever seen fight ever. Like I don't see her. I don't. There's no way that she's losing. I see it a That's lot like hair. the Durandam. Yeah, I see it like the Durandamy fight. I think that uh, I think Nunes is gonna use her advantage in, in jujitsu and wrestling. Um, and, and I don't think Anderson, I mean, Holly Holm took down Anderson and controlled her uh, for three rounds. I, uh, I think that, uh, I think Nunes has no problem. Uh, I think she has her. good striking too, man. She's got good striking oh. too. And she, 
Absolutely, yeah, but I, I see that. I think that's the only way for me. And the only way Anderson wins is by mm-hmm. landing something right. big on the feet. And I don't think Nunez is in the uh, business right now of of risking her her legacy like that for a fight like uh, this. So that that's right why I, I think she might play it a little smarter. Um, it might be one of the more boring Nunez fights, uh, yeah. but I, I think she dominates five rounds to none, uh, start to finish. Yeah. Um, and then. Uh, the uh, I can't really pick that one. That's why I brought it up. But then, then the main event, obviously, with the the uh, Block Blockowitz and Adesanya um, going at two hundred five. I mean, as 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 a fighter, you're looking at these two guys. One of them is going up a few pounds. You know, what's your what's your take on on first of all, what's your take on fighters switching weights like that to fight at that level? And uh, how do you, how do you think this one's going to go if, if it affects either man? Oh, I think it's I think it's awesome that fighters are going up weights and all that. Uh, I think cutting weight should be a thing in the past. Um, you know, um, you know, I, I cut a little weight myself, but I mean, I just I think it's cool to fight at your natural weight. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, I think it's better for your conditioning and better for the way you feel. You get your you when you compete at your natural weight, you're stronger, and you're and you're in better shape, which is going to be a better fight. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but if you're cutting, you know, but you obviously you want that size advantage, right? But uh, for that fight, um, going up a weight class, especially to 205 against a big guy like Blank, uh, uh, um, Blankowicz, right? Can't, I'm, I'm really bad with his last name. Going up against him, right, is uh, going to be tough because his last fight, he looked great and God, he hits hard. Um, but that being said, man, I think the style bender, he's just so slick, his striking. You know, I'm not really worried about him getting hit. I think you know because he's he's so fast and talented. Um, so I'm gonna go with Style Bender on that. I think I think he's uh, gonna take it, even though going up weight class. I I'm leaning the other way. Uh, again, I I, uh, I I but I, I lean that way just because I don't know if. Adesanya can win. I, I think Jan, Jan hits him. I think it's getting hit with a different dimension that Adesanya is used to. And we yeah. saw what happened with Rockholt. And obviously, Rockholt's chin is nowhere near what it was in the past and what what it what Adesanya is. Um, I just I, I've stood next to both of these guys, and while Adesanya is tall and lanky, Vlakovic is is a goddamn monster. A, you yeah. know, and and um, you know, because it's tough. You know, and, and yeah, and and I think that I mean I think that this is a good time for Izzy to make that change because I do think it's an opponent that he can he can use his skills against. I think it was smart of him to avoid John Jones, but I also see that yeah. I also think that Jan could use his wrestling. Um, the one time we saw uh, uh, Adesanya in trouble was when he fought Vettori, and uh, and Vettori took him down. And basically wrestled him for like one and a half out of the three rounds and lost like a split decision. I could see Jan using his grappling and his size to maybe throw that fight off. So um, I expect that one to be fireworks, though. Uh, I- I'm going to go with Jan just a- as the as the underdog with like a a third round, late third round, catching him with with some kind of power shot. And uh, I-, I just, but for my God, for history, Adesanya winning would be would be a cool thing to. To add and that builds the hype for if John Jones wants to come back down uh, for that fight between the two dudes who obviously uh, like to talk smack to each other. 
Yeah, it's gonna be a good one. <laughs> so, um, you're uh, hopefully you get a fight soon, Bobby. I mean, I I really do. Uh, I really do appreciate you sharing that with us. I mean, I, I again, I don't think it's something. Obviously, you know, we're in a we're in a strange place with sports when you look at everything happening. I mean, even we talked about the UFC. One of the things we were saying before we started recording, uh, before you jumped on, me and Matt were talking about how you know every almost every event loses like two or three fights day of. You know. With them, so I mean, uh, I I know that the not having events so frequently is uh you know a, a plus for the XFC, but obviously with when you have a lot of your roster, you know, coming that has to travel through through borders, that's that's an issue. But I mean, listen, with the vaccine and stuff, we got to be positive, like you said, right? And um, I, mm-hmm. I'm hopefully the the news I got from the Canadian fighter yesterday. I really do hope that energy extends towards you and your event with the tournament. I hope so too, man. I'm 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 excited to fight, and it's going to be a good one too because I I'm going to be ready. It'll be fun. Real 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 quick, what's up with the uh, the DKMR the the XFC stock? I mean, I, oh yeah. Uh, do they so, do they give you shares so, or do you have to fight for them? So so um, it's your bonus. So okay. what it is is uh. So when you if you get like a knockout or a submission or a fight of the night submission of the night knockout of the night they give you shares and they gave me twenty thousand shares of uh, the company right now it's at thirty cents so you know that's what like th- three grand or something I, you know um, so, so I want if we can get it to like three four bucks that'd be awesome you know so I got all these I got all these shares in the company so I thought that was kind of cool you know it kind of made me feel more important and involved in, in, in it and uh you know and they want to see the company grow and, and that being said you know i think they want to put on more shows because the more shows you put on the more the company is going to grow i mean ufc's yeah. putting on shows almost every week you know so yeah no uh, the reason i brought it up was because uh I, I i bought in when the the first event happened and like you said it was up it was up and then obviously with the downtime you know the, the price is going to drop a little so hopefully March 27th is when we see those shares jump up again, which will be good news for you because you got 20,000 of them. I just, I just saw, yeah, right. I just saw, I think it's at 29 cents. It was like an hour ago. It was at 29 cents. Yeah. So, you know, but it, it was at like 11 cents at one point or like nine yeah, cents. So it's all over the place, you know, but you know, hopefully that's how the it, stock market is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. One more question for everybody that I interviewed from Michigan. Was Dan Severn uh, – did you know about Dan Severn growing up? Uh, yeah, I did. I did. Well, he was a Michigan guy. He's from Coldwater, Michigan. And um, he uh, – yeah, he was always at, like, MMA events, like like amateur events. He'd be there. He was, like, the celebrity, you know? Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> cool. Um, you got anything else, Ed? I know uh, – no, that, That's it for, for me, but I, I – again – uh, XFC. Hopefully, they get everything settled with the the, the Canadian fighters and, and get Bobby back on the map where he's supposed to be fighting in this tournament. Because tournaments, when you start them, you got to finish them, right? That's right. Yeah. Yep. No matter what, what it takes. Go ahead and take us out, Matt. Oh, before we go, uh, Bobby, please plug all your socials and any sponsors you want to plug. Follow me on Twitter at b nasty b underscore n a s h t y. Um. And uh, that's it. All right, everybody, keep an eye out for Bobby Nash. Hopefully, uh, middle of April or so on the NBC Sports Network. 
which will most likely be XFC 44. Um, until then, fans can always check us out at allaccessmma.com for our video podcast. Follow me on Twitter at MMAHawk21. Also on Instagram at MMAHawk21. Follow Edit Carbizal on Twitter, Carbizal on Instagram, and Old Head Carb on Twitch. And uh, until next time, man, enjoy the fights. Thank you for coming on, Bobby. It was a pleasure to meet you. And uh, look forward to official announcements so we can uh, watch you get some action, man. All right. Hey, guys, thanks for having me on, dude. Always, always enjoy it. So thanks, guys. Thank you. Cool. Looking forward to the next one. For sure. See you guys. Hey guys, Ed here, East Coast side of the Coast to Coast Combat Hour podcast. If you like what we're doing, make sure you subscribe on YouTube and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Also, if you'd like to help us out and donate, uh, the support links are in any of the uh, podcast descriptions and some the links are also provided on our YouTube channel, The Blogboard Jungle. Um, thanks again for listening. And if you give us some support, we'll give you a shout out on the podcast, maybe... Uh, bring you on for a UFC pay-per-view breakdown or two. Thanks again.